I'm Bay, and you are listening to Bay Baltimore, a weekly pop culture and society podcast recorded in a quiet neighborhood in Baltimore. This week, I'll continue my conversation about Black American folklore. So I've listened to some of my regular podcast shows this week and found that the Michael B. Jordan comments only made a few of my regulars, but one in particular, um, T with QJ, Q and <laughs> Queen and J. <Jay. laughs> um, so now they discussed Jordan's comments in the context of Dwayne Johnson's upcoming project about Big John Henry. Um, still, I was pleased with their conversation as well as the recognition that we do have black American folklore and we even have folklore um, in Hollywood. Um, the suggestion was uh, Candyman, which I never really considered to be black American folklore. I considered it to be, you know, like a scary tale with a black person in it, but like it was like horror for a horror tale for white people. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, you know, gave me something to consider. So last episode, I spent some time reading stories that ended up being scary tales, or they were meant to be scary tales. And obviously that was an homage to Halloween, you know, the season we're creeping up on. Naturally, our folklore isn't always scary. Sometimes they're hard luck stories like the story of Big John Henry. Other times, they are just meant to be vehicles to share our mores like the Br'er Rabbit tales. In part two of Black American Folklore, Scary Stories My Daddy Told Me, I want to talk about the difference between voodoo and hoodoo and its references in our folklore. And pop culture, too. Um, Next week, because I ended up finding so much info about this topic, I'll conclude the series by talking about hoodoo lore in Hollywood films. Now, I want to put out this disclaimer. You already know, but I just feel the need to share. I am not a religion or folklore scholar. I took religion classes in college like everybody else. Um, And I am a practicing Christian, but I'm not a scholar. I am just a black woman who was raised by two black people who passed on hoodoo-based stories and terminology. And so I'm just sharing that knowledge and sharing what I found along the way and certainly for this project with you. All right? You clear? Okay, cool. documentaries, movies, and books about voodoo and famous voodooists floating around out there. Think Marie Laveau and all the media that's out there on her. Um, American Horror Story um, with Angela Bassett, um, for, for instance. She actually played Marie Laveau. That was her character. Most of what's floating around about voodoo is misleading at best or just plain untrue. For the purpose of this episode, I'll describe voodoo by using a quote from a 2011 Huffington Post article by Saumyaara Haas that states, 
Voodoo is a religion that originates in Africa, in the Americas and the Caribbean. It is thought to be a combination of various Catholic, African, and Native American traditions. It is practiced around the world, but there is no accurate count of how many people are voodooists. Voodoo has no scripture or world authority. It is community-centered and supports individual experience, empowerment, and responsibility. Voodoo is different in different parts of the world and varies from community to community. All right. Now, when explaining what hoodoo is, I'll lean on Wikipedia articles and simply describe it as Black American folk spirituality or an expression of Christianity that is distinct from the official doctrines and practices of organized Christianity, which is also a mixture of West African religions brought over through the transatlantic slave trade and spread across the country through the Great Migration, which began around 1916, the reports say, and continued through the 70s. Now, I want to pull over for a second and unpack that big box I just laid at your feet. I said that it is widely understood that voodoo is a religion practiced in many parts of the world that originated in Africa and in the Americas. The religion presents itself as a religious mixture of African, Catholic, and Native American traditions. I also said that hoodoo can be described as black American folk spirituality that is a mixture of West African religions brought over by our ancestors while they were in bondage that also incorporates Christian doctrine and biblical figures like Moses and John the Baptist. Hoodoo, as we know it, began in secret as captive practitioners worshipped in the cover of darkness and away from plantation owners and keepers in heavy slave trade areas like Virginia, the Carolinas, Georgia, Mississippi, and Louisiana. And when I'm saying practitioners, they weren't considering themselves to be practicing hoodoo at the time. They were carrying on their African religious beliefs or religious beliefs that they carried over from their African home uh, countries um, on the continent of Africa. Um, following emancipation, and the cruel sharecropping practices that kept our people poor and in debt bondage, this spiritual practice of hoodoo spread across the country through the great migration of our people moving up north to New York State, Connecticut, and New England, Ohio, and the Midwest at large, St. Louis, Kansas City, Chicago, Detroit, and far west, primarily places like Denver, Uh, Denver, Colorado, um, Oakland, and Los Angeles in California. It was our version of immigration, basically the Great Migration. And like all immigrants, a few family members moved away to set up a new home. Then other family members quickly followed, spreading, you know, our cultural practices and hoodoo along the way. Because again, part of our cultural practice. coming to this new world um, and then spreading it from generation to generation as we told our stories. So now, are we good? Can I move on? All right. (laughs) 
While voodoo is a religion practiced all over the world, hoodoo is unique to black America and is a set of beliefs and practices based in Christianity and African religious practices. These practices are passed on through our stories and our vernacular and traditions. The story I read last episode from AmericanFolklore.net entitled Blue Hag makes reference to the use of blue paint and salt. I'll go in more detail about both of these um, later. But in the story, the blue paint repels the hag from entering spaces where it's present. Um, fun fact, when you visit places like the Carolinas, you'll find blue porch ceilings painted um, haint blue, and they call it haint blue. Um, the salt referenced in the story was used to destroy the hag when she returned to her skin following a night out with her boo daddy. Now, both items were used at the suggestion of a conjure woman to ward off the hag. All three references, the paint, salt, and the conjure woman are important interested, uh, instruments in hoodoo. In Hold'em Tab, the narrator details how his friend was terrorized by a haint and ultimately disappeared by one too. Now a haint is a hoodoo term for a ghost or evil presence. Like the Boo Hag story suggests, haint blue wards off these unwelcome guests, especially in your home. Um, if you go to a paint store right now, or if you go to Pantone online right now and Google Haint Blue, you'll be able to find, um, you'll be able to purchase Haint Blue. I'm sure you will. Um, because it's a common uh, color, not just on the East Coast and definitely in the South, but again, it's, it's accessible and available all over. Anyway, um, but yeah, so when you go to the South, you can uh, find you can see porches, um, the porch ceilings, painted haint blue. Um, and to me, haint blue, if you Google it right now, um, haint blue to me looks kind of blue-green, almost turquoise even, like a light turquoise. Um, so anyway, that's one of the ways that folks used uh, to uh, use the paint to protect their houses. They painted it on their porches um, so you wouldn't be able to enter the threshold. Um, but that's not the only way that folks, our people, used um, blue to ward off uh, unwelcome guests. Um, if you've ever watched the late 80s film Daughters of the Dust, um, you'll notice that when the camera goes to, or characters go to a homestead, a particular homestead, you'll see bottles um, hanging from trees. And that was another way that uh, folks would protect the homestead. They would hang blue bottles um, from the trees in their yards as a way to ward off unwelcome guests. Um, sadly, the house Tad slept in had no hate blue paint and no blue bottles anywhere. In that instance, it was safer to sleep in the snow than in that house. Sometimes, 
people refer to the religion of voodoo when describing common vernacular and practices they grew up hearing when they really should be referring to those things as part of hoodoo. Someone put a root on you? That's a reference to hoodoo. Means someone, preferably an enemy, put a spell on you and things aren't working out for you right now. So-and-so is a conjure man? That's a hoodoo reference. It means that they know how to work roots. Lost your mojo? That's a tangible, tiny sack or prayer bag in hoodoo that can contain a special object or spell. All the movies that reference the use of salt to keep someone or something evil away? Again, that is arguably reference, um, a reference to hoodoo, although that practice is generally common across the globe. Even the common phrase juju, though it is often used synonymously with a vibe or feeling, is actually another name for hoodoo or root work itself. I think the perfect example of hoodoo referenced in popular culture is the visual album Lemonade. And now go with me for a second. There are so many references to African religions that... um, it's just in that film generally. Um, however, the best example of hoodoo is the scene right before Hold Up where uh, Beyonce is underwater. She makes a reference to crossing herself and plugging her menses with pages from the Bible, all in an attempt to find out if her man is cheating on her. Now, in hoodoo, crossing yourself could mean you are It could mean a number of things, but primarily it could mean you are opening a portal to cast a powerful spell. Additionally, the Bible is viewed as the ultimate conjure book. Um, And remember I said that figures like Moses and John the Baptist are, um, you know, admired or or important figures in hoodoo. And it's true because um, Moses is seen as one of the best conjurers in history. Um, you know, especially for parting the Red Sea, um, being able to turn his staff into um, a snake. That is seen as magic lifted from God used to, you know, illustrate a point to Pharaoh. Um, And John the Baptist, you know, being able to just being who he was and and baptizing Jesus himself. So again, um, so the Bible, the Bible and the doctrine itself is very important to hoodoo. So in this video, if you're if you're going back to this scene here that I'm talking about in uh, Lemonade, the visual album, the understanding here would be that Beyonce is absorbing the pages of the Bible and crossing herself in an attempt to lay the ultimate root on her lover. Now I understand that mere hours after Lemonade first premiered, um, the think pieces and dissertations were already halfway finished. I know that. So the comparison I'm drawing now um, between a bit of the symbolism in the poem that she was reciting and the visual art that she was showing um, has been done already. I know it. I get it. I just think it's really worth noting um, because, again, 
Beyonce really went out of her way to incorporate our culture, our cultural heritage, um, in all the ways that it manifests itself. And I just, you know, the yellow dress that she wore in Hold Up itself, I know that's a nod to Oshun um, from, um, Oshun is an Orishi, I believe, um, in an African religious, um, a religion. And, you know, it, it, it was important to her to express the side of her culture. And again, her mother's from Louisiana, I believe in and around New Orleans, but don't, don't quote me on that. Um, so, you know, yes, there was the religion of voodoo was practiced heavily in and around New Orleans and across Louisiana at, at large. But also the spiritual practice of hoodoo was as well. And so I just appreciate her for um, putting that, and her and her team for putting that imagery together um, and then leaning on those poems to be able to illustrate her point there. But yeah, um, so that's the most recent example of hoodoo reflected in our culture. And I feel used appropriately. Um, Again, but who am I? But at the same time, I think it's worth noting. Um, and again, if you haven't already, I'm sure everybody did when, when these think pieces and, and, and books first came out. But it's really worth going and reading um, now. With the fullness of time, we have some perspective on things. And folks have had, chan- had a chance to really study um, all of the Im- imagery and symbolism that was in that film and be able to link it to good research and good data on what we know about the cultural practices of hoodoo, voodoo itself, and all of our other, um, all of the other religions that are a part of the diaspora. Um, Yeah, I I think it would just be a good read um, and then just good to educate yourself, basically. So as I said at the top of this episode, I am not a religion expert, nor am I a folklore expert. I have two black parents, one from Louisiana and one from Kansas, who are practicing Christians that passed along hoodoo practices they learned from their families. I am also a practicing Christian who likes to learn about other religion and religion other religions and religious practices as I work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. I also love black American culture and our folklore. Um, and so next week I'm excited to conclude this, conclude this series by exploring three films that are built directly on the back of, you know, who do lore and African, our, our black African, our black American folklore. Um, Again, as I mentioned in the first episode, I've got some real remarks about them. Um, but nevertheless, I enjoy, te- I enjoy teasing out the hoodoo references um, that the movies are built on. All right, that's it for now. Be sure to send me a message via the Anchor.fm app. Um, the app, or you can go to the website itself. Um, and, and you can donate there as well. Even 99 cents will be a helpful contribution. Um, Please also consider leaving a favorable rating for the show on CastBox, Anchor.fm itself, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this show. All 
I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Until next time.